for this wonderful live audience who remembered that we are now an hour earlier. And I have no doubt, absolutely no doubt, that in approximately 60 minutes from now, loads of people will be joining the channel and be like, where is he? Where is he? We are an hour earlier from now on going forward. It's 4 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, GMT, London Time. We'll be going from there because it cuts out like the baby and all that kind of stuff. So it's all pretty fucking cool, right? It makes sense. No distractions during the show. It's not the most professional show. We kick back, we chill out. It's Friday afternoon, right? It's feet up time. That's what this show is all about. We're going to chill the fuck out. But yes, yeah, sometimes it can go a bit grim on those scenarios, which you don't want that to happen by any means. Let's get rid of that. Uh, Welcome. One and all to Drama Friday. Sometimes, and we had this uh, we had this last week, people cause shenanigans. People aren't that bad in the world, right? People aren't that bad. People are generally nice people. Wrong. Wrong. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Let me drop some knowledge on you. Let me tell you some facts about something that happened this week to me. So I'm sat here. I'm chilling. I'm probably doing the Fury Warrior video. If I remember correctly, I was doing something, you know, video related because that's my job. And I'm chilling and I'm like doing some stuff. And then my phone goes. It's my wife. It's afternoon-ish. Hi, wife. How's it going? She's in tears. Nightmare. Pregnant wife. Baby due in about four weeks. Right? So, pretty bulbous. In tears. Nightmare scenario. She says to me, uh, oh, some woman ran into me in the car. Uh, in, ran into me with her car. Um, and she's drove off. I'm like, what the fuck? This is bad, right? This is serious mode. So, I'm thinking, as many of you probably are, that she's, you know, she's had an accident in the car. And I'm, I'm saying things like, calm down. Calm down. Uh, you need to get the insurance info. Check if there's cameras if she's driven away. Blah, 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 blah. Did you get a license plate? And all that? like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. This woman drove into me while Emma wasn't in the car. Physically drove into her as she was walking through a car park. Physically drove her car into a pregnant woman. I didn't realize this. It took me about a minute or so for this to actually come to light. I thought she'd been had a car accident, right? And she'd be fine, because, you know, cars are generally pretty good in a slow collision. So I was like, what? I was taking, I was shocked. I'm like, are you okay? What the hell happened here? What the fuck's going on? What, what, what do you mean? Are you okay? Where did she hit you? Blah, blah, blah. So the woman drove into her leg and her bump, because the bump's quite big, right? It's got a baby in it, and she's about to come out, so the bump's quite big, and drove into it. And then she stopped the car. She stopped the car, and she made the impact. Uh, so she's obviously aware that she's hit something. This driver has hit my wife. So... Emma starts bursting into tears, thinking, obviously, something might have happened to the baby. And, she, and the woman just sits in the car, doesn't do anything. So Emma walks around to the car and is, like, trying to get her attention. And then eventually the woman puts her window down. And she went, can I help you? <laughs> this is a true story. This is 100% true. She said, can I help you? And Emma's crying her eyes out and said, you've just driven your car into me. And she went, oh, I didn't see you. It's like, and then she says something like, I'm, like, 30, 38 weeks pregnant, and you just drove your car into me. Like, you just drove a car. She went, oh, sorry. And then reversed. While my wife was still stood there, reversed and drove away. That's the truth of what happened here. So my wife is now stood in the car park. She's just been driven into her stomach with a car. And is in tears, as you would imagine. And then this one just drives away. About 50 years old. So my wife goes into a local shop because she was in a, a car park. She goes into the shop and everyone's like, okay, what happened? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, she, she phones me. And this is the phone call I'm having now. And I'm like, right, okay. Um, did we, can we find out who it was or anything? How do you feel? Blah, blah, blah. The usual stuff that you can do there. And she says, right, I'll call you back in a minute. I calm her down. Calm her down. 
and then she goes off and then she calls back two minutes later to say there's no cameras now this is a, a, a shopping area that has 30 stores at least 30 stores you can google it. it's called denton crown point you can google it and take a picture of how big this place is and the security officer says there's no cameras in 2015 in the uk there's no cameras on the car park bullshit so i hear this and i'm now starting to begin to rage <laughs> to begin to form the ultimate rage so i said ever said like i'm gonna come home and we'll have to go to the hospital and obviously check the baby because the baby might be dead at this point the baby might be dead at this point and so we don't know you know this is the situation she could have killed the kid and driven off as, as far as i'm concerned so i phoned the security office and they're like oh yeah yeah well we didn't see anything uh there's no cameras and i went bullshit and i said look you might have a dead child on your hands right here you better fucking tell me something and they instantly switch. This is the fucking weird thing. They instantly switch and say, okay, this is the situation. We know the car that did it. But we're not allowed to tell you. Because you might take personal vengeance. It's a rule. The police can ask us for it. We'll give it to them. But you have to report it to the police. So what we've got in my eyes here is a hit and run. Right? As far as I'm concerned. Ha! Hmm. So we call the police. They take the incident. We're on our way to the hospital. We sort out Mr. Ghosty, like a boss, and his lady, pick up Max from nursery. And we're in the hospital for seven hours because it's packed, right? We're in the hospital for seven hours. We're in a machine. You've probably seen it, which tracks heartbeats and movements and all that kind of stuff. Baby's fine. Baby turns out to be absolutely fine. And we phone the police because it's getting on for like 9 p.m. or 8 p.m.-ish, I think, about 8.15. And Max needs to go to bed. It's really late. Emma's been in the hospital for seven hours. She's been hit by a car. So we say, look, can we drop it in the morning to do the report because we need to go pick up our son and, you know, come back and sort him out. And the police are like, yeah, fine. Just make sure it's before 24-hour period because you can't report it after 24 hours. So otherwise, they consider it not serious, right? So it has to be within 24 hours. So it's about 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So we have to be there before 1. So we'll say, right, we'll be there about 8 a.m. No problem. So we go to the police station the next morning, right? After all this, the day before. And this is the stinker for me. This is the bit that really pissed me off. If there was no physical injury, which there wasn't. She was unharmed. She'd been hit by a car, but it was no physical, physical injury, like a mark or anything. And there's no damage, which would only be from her, the driver's side. It's not an incident. And it's absolutely fine. This is what the police told me. It's absolutely fine if you drive into a pregnant woman and drive away <laughs> without doing anything morally responsible or socially responsible at all. It's absolutely fine as long as you didn't cause an injury. It's completely okay to do that. And that's the truth. That's the system. That's the system. That's the truth. They came out and said, look, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we would like to phone this person and say something, uh, blah, 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 blah. But because you had no physical injury, like actual thing, it's not bullshit. This is true. The policewoman told me this to my face. And as you can imagine, I was not as like my usual jovial self at this point. <laughs> I was not my usual job yourself. Uh, but yeah, that is the true situation. And that happened to me this week. So there's a woman out there somewhere, around 50 years old, who drove into a, a pregnant woman, right? While she was crying, just drove away and is perfectly okay. That's absolutely fine according to the letter of the law. Two thumbs fresh. Two thumbs fresh. The world. So you want to cause shenanigans on how evil people could be in a drama story? Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck, because we live in that world. We live in the world where people are like, oh, did I hit you with my car? Well, shit. <laughs> Sorry. See you later. Yeah, one of those moments. One of those moments. That's the truth of it. That's the fucking truth of it. <sighs> Our world, ladies and gentlemen. It comes down to me, though, right? And you can discuss this 
any way you want to. It comes down to me that the police don't really care if there's like no monetary or something involvement in that kind of stuff, right? Like no injury claim, no insurance claim to make or anything like that. So if there's no money involved, they don't care. They really didn't care. And she came out and she was like, look, I phoned them to double check. But yeah, it's absolutely fine to do that. You can do a hit and run as long as you didn't really hurt anybody. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. With that said, another announcement. Stream Week is in like uh, nine days time. Stream Week starts again. We will be streaming The Witcher 3. Now, most of the guys in the chat right now and probably the ones watching on YouTube love Stream Week. I love Stream Week. We have a blast. We have a great audience and wonderful people. I did say I would never stream The Witcher 3, but it turns out I just physically don't have the time to do it. So if you want to see me play The Witcher 3 and that story and that progression, we will be doing it then. So there you go. All right. Onwards. Onwards we go. I have three stories in front of me after my first initial RL drama. <laughs> uh, the reason is simple. I can't possibly play it. <laughs> if, if I don't stream it, I'm never going to play it. It's as simple as that. I will never have time to play that game. I as stupid as it is, my job is to play video games, right? That's kind of my job. It's a really small part of it, and there's no time outside of that and two kids and a pregnant wife to possibly, possibly play that game. So we'll have to do it. Then. Simple as that. So I will bite the bullet. If anything, I'll turn chat off, but I won't really do that because I'm sure you guys are going to be totally awesome. Legendaries are stronger than friendships. Yeah. We have a story written by a 12-year-old girl. Get ready for that. <laughs> Get ready for that. There's no title to it, but still, it is what it is. So there you go. There you go. And the Swap Blaster Dilemma, as which I'm sure many of you know swap blasters but let's do legendaries are stronger than friendships legendaries are stronger than friendships i need one friend and i guarantee you're not going to be a nice person <laughs> I, oh, I i completely guarantee that you're going to be a jerk uh, let's go with alex alex it's alex snooder but i'm gonna go with alex Rock on, my friend. Rock on, my friend. Right. Legendaries are stronger than friendships. Mm-hmm. Legendaries. Oh, look at you all too slow. Alex nailed you all. You got wrecked. wreck a rooney wreck a bus Just like Hulk Hogan's career. Too soon? Too soon? I don't think so. The story. Let us begin. Hello, Preacher. I brought you from Team Norway. Nice. Team Norwegians. For yearly, nearly a year now. I've been watching Drama Time frequently, and it is today that I have chosen to share mine. I read five stories this week that had people with like two years of Drama Time experience. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Oh, Breacher. Since I was a young lad, I've been into computers, and especially computer games. It started with math games on my old Windows 3.11 memories math games coral draw and before i knew it i was learning english through booklets that came with my games this is a great history by the way from the from this my journey took me through games like systems shock 2 showdown forever red alert starcraft and of course the warcraft games and loving every moment of it my gaming life was complete until that winter of 2004 2005 I had seen commercials for this new and epic game. The game advertised being able to journey through vast lands, fight dragons, and increase my EP into the skies. The game was, of course, the holiest of the holies, World of Warcraft. 
A friend of mine and I agreed to both start playing this game. A-S-A-fucking-P. Immediately, I went to a local computer shop that knew nothing about computers. My local computer shop doesn't sell DVI leads. This was my face when he said we don't sell those. We have VGA. Computer shop, you call yourself. You call yourself a computer shop. All right. I went to the computer shop to buy my first gaming computer. I ended up coming away with a laptop with 512 megabytes of RAM. We both started playing Warriors. Him a dwarf, me a human. I was stumped and overwhelmed at all that I could do in this game. Quests, leveling up, gear, and even getting drunk in-game. It was amusing. It probably took me around five or six months to get to 60, but it was a pure delight all the way there. Throughout our exploits, we had heard whispers and legends of the grandest of the grand activity called raiding. We were both immediately drawn in by the promises of great honor and, of course, perps. We found a guild that was ready for raiding. And I entered through that great green to wreak havoc on what lied beneath. At this point, my gear as a protection warrior was not the best. It was a combination of plate, mail, a level 47 shield, Scarlet Defender. What? Scarlet Defender forever. The Scarlet Defender, baby. And the mighty Scarlet Chris. An agility dagger. Best tank. Invite that man. Invite that man. This guy's wearing plate, mail, a level 47 shield, and an agility dagger. Recruited. <laughs> You're on the list. You're in. Come on in. Into the molten core we stepped. Into the molten core we stepped. We managed to kill a few bosses. We were making good progress, as we saw it at least. And then one night, the orange text appeared in the chat. And the girl burst out into nerdy screams of uber virginity. It was the right half of the bindings of the Windseeker. I quickly whispered my friend Alex, telling him that we should both go for it. At this time, there were not many wielders of the mighty Thunder Fury on our realm. And whoever would hold the mighty blade would be the best tank ever. We decided to roll. And once the dice were laying, the victor emerged. Alex had won it. He looted the binding. I was disappointed that I did not win. But being happy for Alex, I congratulated him. One more binding and we could destroy anything that stood in our path. This was our last boss. And we logged off for the night. We were sure to kill Baron Geddon the next day. So you were progressing Molten Core? <laughs> and you were only up to Gar? Wow. No one, that explains a lot about your gear. It truly does explain a lot. We're progressing nicely. We're up to Gar. So that's what? I'm going to get the names wrong. It's definitely Doggy, Luciferon, Magmadar, 
fire, bro. And gah. So that's progress. Four bosses in Molten Core. That's the progress. Yeah, we're up, we're on speed. We're on. We're getting there, guys. We're moving up in the world. We're moving up. We got our agility daggers. We're good to go. We're there. <laughs> All right. So so Geddon's going down, boys. Geddon's going down. I guarantee it. We've got the tactics down. It's gonna be good. The next day, I logged on an hour before raid time and was eager to continue clearing the molten core. I opened up the guild window to whisper Alex, but Alex was not online. I waited and waited, but Alex never came online. I should point out at this point, I had no idea about the friends list. We found another tank for Molten Core and went into the raid with me as the main tank. Geddon did not die that day. A full raid night on Baron Geddon. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds horrendous. That's like a full raid night on the spoils. It's Ijimogrima. We're going to spend all night on Baron Geddon. What are the tactics? Well, it's pretty tricky. If you start glowing orange, move away. And when he starts burning, move away. That's pretty much it. Down he goes. After the raid, I was hanging around in the Iron Forge when I saw a familiar sight. It was Alex. To my horror, the text beneath his name had changed. Alex was no longer in the same guild. I was filled with questions about my IRL friend. I whispered him, why didn't you show up to the raid? Why are you in another guild? My questions were answered by one single line. I've joined a better guild. Are we not raiding together anymore? I replied. But seeing the red text that followed broke my heart. Alex is now ignoring you. Having been friends for a long time before, wow, I was mindfucked. What had happened? The next weeks, I tried talking to him in real life. But he refused to pick up the phone. He even deleted me from MSN. After him leaving the guild, it crushed the guild. It broke. And I was doomed to raid Zulgarub until I made an undead rogue a few months later. I have since made friends again with Alex. But it's not the friendship that we had before. I later learned that he had left... Because there was a hunter who already had the right binding. And he might get it before him for the left. And his new guild promised him the left binding. He never did get that second binding. Oh! Oh, you don't get it, Alex? Did you leave to get the binding? Did you? Did you give up your IRL friendship for a binding of the Windseeker? He stopped playing when the Burning Crusade hit, as he was never going to get his orange text. Oh, oh boo-hoo, Alex! Boo-hoo, Alex! Yes, it was not uncommon in the early days for the Thunder Fury binding to go to a hunter, because people didn't really know what the fuck it did. <laughs> you might not remember, it all seems newbie to you guys now who are well aware and could probably science the fuck out of the proc, but back in the day, back in the day, not so much. Right, this one, I need you, audience. You're gonna, you guys are going to be the moral road. Are you ready for that, moral road? I need you guys to be the moral compass for this story. Who's at fault is the question. Who is at fault? 
The SWAT blaster dilemma. Right, let's get some people up in this bitch. <clears throat> I need a mage. I need a druid. I need a DPS warrior. And I need, of course, a blood DK. Mm, blood DKs. Right, who should we have? Why? Right, I need a mage. Use blue. Blue. Luxy Lev. Luxy. Luxy Lev. You're in. I need a druid. Looking for that orange. Show me the orange. Salazar. Yeah, buddy. Salazar, the druid. You are definitely in Slytherin, Salazar. DPS warrior. Who's rocking the brown? Who's playing the man class? Mm, Exius. Close enough. And of course, I need some red. For that mighty blood DK. We'll go with... Rylai. Is it Rylai? It's Rylai Crystal. But I'm going to go with Rylai. Rylai. Right, okay. <clears throat> Remember, people. You are the moral compass. You are the guys who will guide us. And you will guide our author into who is correct in this scenario. Of everybody just having a good time, right? As most problems do occur in World of Warcraft... But we were just having a giggle. We were just having a giggle. Preacher, it's the second drama story I'm writing to you. The first was the noob stuff and a bunch of trial accounts and a private surfer. Here goes into the live stuff. I thought this story was rather funny, so I want to share it with you. It takes place during the Blackrock Foundry heroic progression. But first, a little background. I had joined my guild in the middle of High Mall and was not only always always on top of the dps meters i am a hunter but i also handled all the mechanics really really well and was volunteering to do all sorts of stuff standing out like a boss my gm riley and my raid leader salazar wanted an officer for ranged since they were still relatively new guild and had already had one of the melees one of the tanks and one of the heels so about two weeks into blackrock foundry they asked me to become an officer which i accepted this is the drama that occurred while I was an officer. Around this time, my guildie started to become aware of an item called the Swap Blaster. For anyone who is no longer playing the game, which is no doubt many of you, please point out if you're not. I'm always interested to see. For anyone that does not know, this item can be, can be used by anyone. And after a brief cast, it lets you swap positions in-game with the targeted raid member. Especially... Especially one of our rogues. Oh, there's no name here? Ooh, we need a name. We need a yellow. I'm going to go with... <laughs> Goth to boss. <laughs> From Goth to boss. Goth to boss. One of our rogues, Goth to boss, had a lot of fun with this item. While this item cannot be used in combat, there are some spots inside the Blackrock Foundry where you can easily kill your AFK members with it. We usually took our first raid break just before the Flamebender, and you could stand on the conveyor belts and swap blast players onto them, letting them drown, oh, letting them burn to death inside the furnaces. Obviously, people get annoyed by that. But one player, in particular, a mage called Luxilev, was very vocal about this being very, very childish. And inappropriate for raid times. Preach tip. If something really irritates you. Don't fucking say anything. 
because this is World of Warcraft. It's full of bastards, including myself. If you open the door of an angle that's going to really irritate you really easily, you are literally inviting every one of those bastards into the door to make your life a living hell. If you don't believe me, I would encourage, nay, I request, may I make a request, that any of you who have any free time this weekend, preferably Sunday evening, please log on to Taramil on an alt and whisper my raid leader, Pirouin, with do you have the ring yet? And then follow that up with you should come prepared to raids. You're the raid leader. For me. For me. For me. <coughs> For me. <laughs> Trust me, you'll appreciate it. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> so Luxilev the Mage was very vocal about how childish and inappropriate this was for raids. So neither me nor the other officers really cared. So we just did a half-assed, please stop swap blasting, guys. And off we went. This didn't exactly stop the people from doing it, though. And since... <laughs> and since Goth's boss... Found it funny how pissed off Luxilev always got, he started only swap blasting Luxilev. And started doing it even when we were not on breaks. Since we only raided twice a week... Luxilev had a second mage he would raid with in another guild that raided three days a week. Nerd. Fucking nerd. I raided two guilds five days a week. I'm the best mage in the world. Would you like me to share our tactics with you? Go and fuck yourself. For real. Of course, his other guild that raided three days a week had more progression. He would always compare the two guilds and was often very annoying when it came to strategy and told us that the stuff that we did would never be tolerated in his other guild. What a cunt. What a cunt. Maybe we should have stepped in a bit more at this point. But other people... Also found it funny how Luxilev was getting so annoyed. And they started swapping him as well. <laughs> Luxilev started threatening to leave the raid if he kept being swapped all the time. At one point he was swapped back to back at least 11 times. We tried telling him to get a neural silencer. This item could be bought off the auction house for about 3 gold and holds for 12 hours, persists through death and prevents anybody swapping you. Luxilev, however, wouldn't do that. Luxilev claimed he should not have to do something like that to tolerate the bullshit childishness going on in our raid. Even when people tried trading the item to him, he would decline. Your own ego. Hurt by your own ego. After a couple of weeks, though, people started to lose interest. And it seemed like the problem had solved itself. Right? Blackhand heroic. And I got, uh, we had gotten Blackhand to the third phase that night. And had a slight chance on killing it. 
It was 10 minutes before the raid end. And we called that this would be our last try. About five seconds into the pull timer, Luxilev left the raid, saying not a word on TeamSpeak. Most of us didn't even notice his silence exit and just pulled anyway. Of course we did not kill Blackhand that pull. And after the try was over, people started shouting for Luxilev, who had also left TeamSpeak during the try as well. Immediately, Salazar dragged all the officers into the officer channel on TeamSpeak, and we discussed what had happened. We considered leaving during a pull timer as complete no-go, but none of us knew what had caused Luxilev to leave. So we asked the raid. As it turns out... This is so slack, by the way. As it turns out, Exeus, the warrior was a little too far away from the boss when we had started our pull timer. Thinking it wouldn't hurt to swap blast with a ranged person to get into the boss in time, he randomly decided to swap blast with Luxilef. Right, what kind of fucking guild has a warrior who can use a swap blaster faster than he can heroic leap? What kind of fucking guild exists in this world that recruits a warrior who could swap blast faster than he can leap because that is fucking ridiculous by the way not only are you a total twat for not being in rage in range and clicking ready right but not just leaping to the raid and being ready to go is massively retarded i will simply this is your plan warrior I play a warrior, and that means I am ultra disgusted that you want, <laughs> you actually think it's a better idea to stick a ranged person who is ready somewhere where he won't be ready <laughs> so you can be closer to the boss. <clears throat> Good God. <clears throat> Luxilev obviously thought he was being mega trolled <laughs> and instantly left the raid. This is why you need to be the moral fucking compass here, guys. Exeus felt kind of bad about it in hindsight, but then he said, my damage is more important than his damage. Now that is the warrior's code. I totally agree. Your damage is way more important than anybody else's damage because you're a DPS warrior. It's all you've got. It's all you've got. I only have my damage. If I was to take it away from me, what have I got left? Not a lot. After we had obviously knew the reasoning... That's reasonable to the raid, to the officers. It's like, oh, you swap blasted a rage to get in rage? To get in range, yeah? Oh, that seems reasonable. I totally understand it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. After we knew his reasoning behind why he why he had decided to leave leave the raid, we decided to sit Luxilev from the next farm raid and gave him a loot ban for the next four raids. Luxilev for leading got a fucking loot ban for the next four raids and was sat for the next farm raid we hadn't bothered to tell luxilev about it since we didn't really feel like listening to him rant about swap blasters again we felt this decision was just and we also wanted to set an example on the victim you want to set an example so on the victim, right? <laughs> That's your plan. Upon receiving the automated mail that Luxilev had been removed from the calendar for the next raid, 
Looks like I've started to whisper Salazar about it. Salazar explained it to him in whisper. But the officers would obviously discuss the reply to each whisper first. After looks like I've just started repeating his arguments about the SWAT blaster, about how it wasn't his fault because he had announced it and we should kick. We should simply kick goth to boss instead although he wasn't the one who caused it <laughs> this is like an lfr trying to work out how you wiped well we'll have to punish him right <laughs> clearly he ninja pulled because he's the highest dps right science science who ninja pulled well clearly him he's the highest dps but we should definitely kick that tank <laughs> for it that's what we should do lfr science that's what we're doing here <laughs> we should definitely should kick goth to boss despite us telling him that it wasn't even Gostabos who did it. Salazar straight up told Luxilev that it's over. He should shut the fuck up and he would talk to him again the next day when he wasn't so emotional. Luxilev has left the guild. At this point, we had almost anticipated it and we were about to go to bed. It's about 12 a.m. and the raid had ended at 11. When looks like I've started whispering Riley, the GM, about it, asking him if he thought what was going on was correct. Obviously, Riley knew about the whole conversation, so he told looks like he would have to admit he was wrong or he could just stay gone. After that, looks like then moved on to me. He whispered me, saying he would be willing to come back if Salazar apologized and they removed the loot ban. I told him no. None of us have talked to him since. But then who did I meet by accident two days later in LFR? And just couldn't resist swap blasting him two or three times. I checked his charts on WoW Progress yesterday and it seems like nowadays he just raids on his other mage. My guild has learned a bit from that as well. And we, we always explain every decision in TeamSpeak. And we don't allow our raiders to have any other raids. I hope you enjoyed my story and had some fun reading it. Opinions, audience. Opinions. <laughs> I actually feel, I actually feel like the soda popping image is correct right here. I actually feel that way. Opinions, my guy, my, my people, men, ladies, opinions. Yeah, he's a twat. He is. He's a smug, egotistical mage. But you guys are also fuckheads. I agree. You both suck in that situation. You both suck. To find out you sat from the raid because of an in-game calendar invite mail. <laughs> what the fuck? Mage ego. Lighten up. Yeah, it's only a game, yo. <laughs> Never open the door. Never open the door. Never open the door. Oh, God. The US are buying EU counts to troll Puruin. I'm going to be so upset about it. <laughs> yeah, my God. So bad. Right. <clears throat> All right. Okay, you haven't put names to this, so... I need a Turin DK, an Orc DK, a Blelf Paladin... Priest Guildmaster and an Undead Warlock. I can't remember if the names of the characters come up later, but that's for me to worry about, not you, my wonderful audience. 
Do do do. Right then. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Right. I need two reds. So. Oh my god, you're going so fast. Cheech. I should do the other DK as Chong, but no. Uh, Balvin. A Bluff Paladin. Who's in the pink today? Mini Spalling. I'm going to go with Mini Sport. Mini Spalling. White. Who's in white? Anybody? I think it's it only the uh, Team Turbo that can go white. So I might have to pick a random. <laughs> no white so far. So we'll go with Simkish. Simkish. And purple. Saraday. Saraday. Okay. Names are chosen and picked. That is the end. <laughs> God damn, I'm not pink. <laughs> I'm not in the pink. You're not in the pink. You're not in the pink. <clears throat> Our final story of the afternoon. Nay evening, nay morning, wherever you are in the world. This is a story written from the perspective of a 12-year-old girl. Brace yourselves. We're going in. We're going in. So, Preacher, here's my WoW story, which packs all the drama I've experienced, including my adventures with random internet people on WoW, my journey to get a horsey, and my encounter with a lying scumbag. The day Wrath of the Lich King came out in GameStop stores, I turned 12 years old. A literal wrath baby. My parents were out of town on a cruise, rich. So my sister offered to drive me to town to GameStop to purchase that shiny blue box. I ran to the shelf, grabbed the box and placed it on the front counter. Looking up at the cashier with such excitement, he glanced back at me with what I can only explain as, you're a 12-year-old girl, why the fuck are you at GameStop buying a World of Warcraft expansion? Look across his face. But he did not turn me away. I pulled out my hard-earned wad of neighborhood lawn mowing cash, literally the green, handed it to the guy and he said, good luck, kid. His face mustache bristling judgmentally. <laughs> Neckbeard. Thanks, I replied. And I skipped. I skipped with my Wrath of the Lich King box. Skipped back to the car. More joyful than I had ever been before. So your parents went out of town on a cruise during your 12th birthday. Rock on. Rock on. <laughs> just, just pointing that out. Just putting it out there. They're, oh, it's our daughter's 12th birthday. Not going to be here. My wife's not going to be here for my birthday this year. And neither are my kids. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome as fuck. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Oh, such wanks. What? I popped the disc into my laptop right away when I got home. As soon as I was able to log in, I pressed the create new character button. and made a death knight. We have a 12-year-old girl, DK, people. Run! Run! It's a 12 year old girl, DK! Nope! 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 12 year old girl, DK! What? No! Run away! <laughs> Abandon threat! Abandon ship! Uninstall! Uninstall! It's gonna be fine! It's gonna be fine! <laughs> Get dunked! It's gonna be alright! <clears throat> I made her look exactly the same as my previous main, a female Tora Druid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a female Tora 12-year-old girl. <laughs> it's a female Tora 12-year-old girl. 
I answered the world. <coughs> okay. <laughs> I made her look exactly the same as my previous main, which was a Tauren Druid. I entered the world with the eyes aglow and pickle. Thoroughly tickled. You don't have a pickle. Well, you do. I'm not going into that. I'm not going down that road. You're too young. The Death Knight starter amazed me. You shouldn't watch my show if you're 12, by the way. <laughs> you shouldn't. I'm just going to put that disclaimer in there. You shouldn't watch. It says before you join my stream. I'm pretty sure it does. You should be 18. Naughty. Naughty girl. <clears throat> The Death Knight starter amazed me. I loved everything I saw. Be it a giant eyeball. Be it the giant eyeball I got to... I got to... <laughs> I can't read this story. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to keep a straight face. You ready? Here we go. Be it the giant eyeball I got to suck information out of buildings with. The awesome rune enchants I could put on my pole... To make it glow and do cool things. And the quest where I could stab religious people with burning pokers until they gave me their secrets. But what I loved the most, as most young girls would, was the horse I got. The beautiful black stallion given to me by Salinar the horseman. After completing that quest... I spent a good 20 minutes riding around the zone, just admiring the majestic beast I had received. I was so proud of it, so proud, in fact, that I decided I would never ride anything else ever again, until I went back to do the quest hub and saw the horse mob called Fury, which was red reskin of the Arcarus Death Charger mount. I was so obsessed with. As soon as I saw it, I convinced myself that it must be in the game and that I must get it. Ah, I made it. I made it through that. <clears throat> when was Wrath of Lich King come out? <laughs> what year? I'm sure it's legit now, right? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> of course I know now. That the mount really did come into the game, but not until much later on. And the Shadowmoon quest line needed to be done in order to get it. 2009? Oh, yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go. It's fine. It's fine. But at the time, <clears throat> I thought that there must be a way. Inside the DK starter to the majestic steed. Maybe it was an RNG drop from the guys you had to kill in the Shadow Realm to get the Death Charger. Maybe it was sold by a vendor. Maybe it was a reward for finishing the starter zone. I had no idea. And couldn't look it up on Thoughtbot since I did not know the actual name of the mount. So I decided to slash S my question to anybody and everybody who happened to be in the DK starter zone to get my answers most of the people responded told me that it didn't exist but there is no way i was going to let that be true because i could see it of course it exists you thick fuckers you're thick it's there of course it exists fucking science it's there it's you're a noob you're a noob everybody who says it doesn't exist is a fucking noob it's right there easy mode easy <clears throat> sorted so anybody who said it didn't exist, I brushed off. <laughs> D, <laughs> D, 
You disagree with me? Ignored. That's how I create my world around me. <clears throat> and I waited for something I deemed legitimate. One guy, an orc DK named Valvin. <laughs> yeah, there's the name. Just... An orc DK named Valvin told me that there was, in fact, a way to get the mount. I had to kill the bane of the starter area. I had to kill stable master Kittrick. I then spammed in general, I told you so, you bunch of noobs. You can get the mount. I rode down the hill to the corral, preparing to face the stable master. <clears throat> Valvin and several others had now gathered around the, the corral, waiting for me to pull him and try and get the kill. I gave that stable master everything I had. The fight was epic, but sadly cut short. I got Kittrick to 40% before he beheaded me. I denied me the mount he apparently dropped. But I did not care in the slightest. I tirelessly attempted to kill him until I stopped because I ran out of money and every single item I had was red. When all my gear was broken and I had not a copper left in my bags, Valvin then told me that it wasn't true and then apologized. <laughs> oh, Valvin, what a ledge. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not true. <laughs> it's totally not true. <laughs> Saying that he was impressed with my effort, though, he paid me a silver. And then we friended each other. I wasn't even pissed at Valvin, who trolled me, but instead at Blizzard. This is Blizzard's fault for flaunting an awesome red horsey model in front of me and not letting me have it immediately. I wanted that goddamn horsey. I remained frustrated with Blizzard until I got my Shadowmon and my Crimson Death Charger after months of grinding ICC with my guild before Kata. Whereupon I finally forgave Blizzard enough to buy the Cataclysm expansion. I logged in, planning to level my DK to 85 as fast as I could. But when I entered the world, I got a whisper from the GM. Simkish. That I had been promoted to officer. After Saradir, an undead warlock. That's good news. I'm suddenly an officer now. Amazing. Simkish said he was impressed by my DPS. This is <laughs> These are the reasons that you have been promoted to officer. <clears throat> I'm impressed by your DPS your proficient knowledge of boss mechanics, and your desire to help the guild whenever possible. You're a helpful person, right? And this is why you have been promoted to officer. He said that for these reasons, I deserved the position over anybody else who were candidates. I read this message and beamed from ear to ear. I was so happy. Moments later, I got another message from a fellow officer about my duties as an officer. A blood elf paladin called Mini Spalling. <laughs> as it turns out, Saradir was the official herbalist officer. S 
Winnie Spalling went on to tell me that Saturday would crank out herbs by the hundreds for the guild's alchemists so that everyone could have potions for raids. <laughs> Outplayed. <laughs> Outplayed. Because of our guild's very strict profession rules, Saladay was the only herbalist in the guild. To make things worse, everyone else had rare recipes and meaningful connections to their professions. So they didn't want to be the ones to take up the herbalism officer role. And they decided due to my helpfulness in the past that I should change my DK skinning to herbalism. And be in charge of providing the whole raid with potions. <laughs> it's because you're good at DPS. It's because it's because you have Shadow Moon, right? Okay. It's because you know boss mechanics. These are the main reasons, and also you're very helpful. Now you need to go and speak to the other guy for your assignments. But of course I wasn't about to deny my new officer role. So off I went to level herbalism. <laughs> Congratulations on being an officer. I took a flight path to Mulgo to start the process. Luckily, I was a Tauren. So it was only right I should really be a herbalist. Right, guys? Why else would you roll a Tauren? <laughs> I found some silver leaf. Oh, silver leaf. I found some silver leaf under a tree near Bloodhoof Village. And I clicked on it. Repeating this simple task for a few minutes until I had reached level 50 skill. I mounted up on my Crimson Death Charger, like always, and rode back over to Bloodhoof Village to train journeyman herbalism and clear my bags. When I shit you not, I got a whisper for some low-bee touring paladin in that area said, it looks like you finally got that horsey. I whispered back, Valvin? He replied, you still remember? I still feel bad about that troll to this day. I was surprised to hear him say this. He had been offline on my friends list for roughly a year and a half. So one would think he'd forgotten about it. Oh, it's fine. I said. Why did you give up WoW, Valvin? I got bored. I like to come in and experience all the new stuff when the new expansion comes. And then I generally unsub. I'm not very much into endgaming. So that's why I'm back with Cataclysm. Why are you making that lobby tour? And I asked. Well, I was on my DK when you logged on. And I saw that you were in Mulgo. So I decided to try out the new tour and Paladins would be cool. And plus, I could come see that mount. I turned around and saw him standing right behind me, admiring my horsey. Oh, Valvin, stalker creep. After this, I began to forge a strong friendship with Valvin. When he reached level 85 on his DK, I was surprised that he asked to join my guild and do some raids. He gathered some gear and joined our vent with me as his referral. Never! No! Don't refer somebody you don't know if they're any good. Even if he's your best friend, don't do it. You'll look like a twat. Four times I've been burned. Four times I've been burned. Just saying. Just saying. Just because they used to be good doesn't mean they're good anymore. Really fucking doesn't. As we headed into the bastion of Twilight Normal for our Thursday night alt run, I could tell he was around my age by his young sounding voice, which luckily worked to his advantage since even though it turned out that Valvin was complete dog shit, 
the rest of the raid seemingly assumed that we were dating. And they said nothing about his extremely poor performance. We finished the raid and Valvin thanked me for the help and advice I had given him during it. The next day after I got home from school and did my homework. What a good girl. I saw that Valvin was online and said, Hi! He asked me if I had heard about the new Dark Moon Fair. To which I responded that I had read about it, but I had never been. He then said that we should go together. He's going on a date to the Dark Moon Fair, people. Bish bosh. Yeah, bish bosh. It's in the pan. It's in the can. Sewn it up. I was excited to go to these places for the first time. We teleported to the island and he showed me several mini-games. A deathmatch arena and a fortune teller, which I thought was super fun. I went in a, I went in a while in the deathmatch arena, taking names when he told me to come with him to see something. I left the arena and followed him to a set of bleachers in front of a stage displaying five NPC performers. I sat down next to Valvin and watched them play their rock music for some while. I took her to see a concert. When the performance ended, Valvin slash kissed me and immediately went offline. Oh, Valvin! Smooth. Smooth. Just a peck on the cheek. Just a peck on the cheek for our man Valvin. Just a little pecky peck. Just a little, just a little, and then abandon the ship. Abandon ship, right? Don't know how she's going to take it. Mm. I embraced. I embraced the budding long distance tween relationship. I enjoyed Valvin's company. And we each brought something interesting for the other in this game. I taught him how not to be dog shit in WoW. And he showed me little nuances of WoW I had overlooked that only a casual would find. It made the game more special. We chatted and spent time together in game for about a month. <clears throat> Valvin never did have the skill to raid. Heroic Firelands 25. I didn't want to press the situation and bring the guild's raiding experience down for the sake of one person. Regardless of how close we were. I was the one who broke the news to him that he was not to be a raider. He understood when I told him. We all know that awkward moment, fellas. Don't we? When your 14-year-old girlfriend tells you you're too shit to play video games. We've all been there. I still knew he wanted it badly and dreamed of becoming an officer, just like me. Or maybe even a raid leader. One day he asked me if he could log my DK just once. Just to see what it was like to have all that gear. To have that mount. To have all those achievement mounts. Just 10 minutes he wanted. Just a taste of what was possible. Of course I gave my boyfriend my account. Even though it felt like I knew him so well. I had seen his face. Heard his voice. Learned so much about him through chatting. We had been travelling together, been to the fair multiple times, watched multiple concerts, even done the little pet game together. But it was all a facade. The crafty little fucker took everything I had and sold all of my gear and items. He sent every last copper and every one of my tunes to his DK. I was left with nothing but naked, hairy husks. 
frantic and crying, I submitted a ticket to Blizzard and got the kid banned for good and all my gear back. But no Blizzard ticket could fix the betrayal in my heart. It's not the gear. It's not the purple. It's not the gold. It's this. I can never trust again. I can never trust again. Broke my heart, Falvin. He had trolled me once in the DK starter zone. Why did I expect him not to play me again? I realised that all of his efforts to make me like him were just attempts at grooming. Online grooming. Before the heist. And I have never shared my password. Again. Forever tainted she is, Valvin. Forever at such a young age. She had to learn the harsh lessons of reality. Of online grooming. The online grooming of 13-year-old girls to steal their purples. The long con. The long con. <laughs> the best kind of con is the long con. The best kind of con. That brings us to the end of today's Drama Friday. At perfect time. Exactly 5pm. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Thank you so much for all of you tuning in at our new earlier time. Wasn't it smoother and cleaner, right? It is better. It is better. And now... We start raiding at 7.15pm UK time. Or 8.15pm Euro time. I am off to see my boy and have fun. Thank you so much for tuning in with me, guys. I appreciate it. What a fun fun day. Great way to finish off. Yeah, thank you. It was a great show. Great stories. Please, if you've got some stories to send, send them in to drama at preachgaming.com. And we'll see if we can have some fun with them. Alright, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. There's no live stream this weekend. Live stream week starts in nine days. Okay, so not the Monday coming. Monday after. We'll be stream week again. We're playing The Witcher 3. All right, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Be good.